The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Some leather-lunged New Yorker. He's cheering for the Panthers, but he's behind me. And he was making all these jokes. He's like, yeah, the Panthers are losing by a hair. I heard these Florida fans are rabid, but this is ridiculous. Anyways, and then security came down. Right from from everybody, because the rabbit's not hurting anybody. I was kind of hoping the rabbit would crap all over the kids. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Rick Regan. Uh, indeed, we are live on the RP Show. Back at it for a brand new week. Where's my bell? We got breaking news out of the CFL on this Monday, which we'll get to in a second. You may notice something a little different. We'll see if Moose does. I'm in the South Florida studio. As you can see, Moose is in the Toronto studio. I think there he is. Yeah, he's ready on a game day, as am I. Do you, what do you notice that's different, Moose, if anything at all here today? You did a little redecorating, my man. Yes. Yes, I did. My back was getting a little sore sitting in that throne. Yeah, so I've got a yeah. table set up here that you can't see, but uh, far more comfortable here as uh, we're ready to rock. You can't see my logo, the Miami Dolphins logo, but trust me, yes, they're home tonight to Moose's Tennessee Titans. So we're very excited about Monday Night Football. And I'll tell you where, now, of course, I've rearranged everything and lost stuff. Way down here is my notepad of what's going on today. We got Bubba O'Neill joining us from CHCH TV Hamilton. The uh, covers the Bills, the Tiger Cats, the Leafs, and all the rest. Bubba's going to be with us in hour one. And Europe's coach, if we can call him that, Jeff Reinbold, will be joining us from Fox, uh, sorry, Sky Sports NFL to talk a little four down football. But I'm just ready to go. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? So I can join you and we'll get down to business. Awesome. Thank you. Again, trying to decide if I'm going to keep this earplug in or not. Right now, we're opting for no. No, that'll be the answer. Moose, we're going back, way back. We're going to have, we're going to have fun. It's, it's not overreaction Monday officially, but it was overreaction Friday. And I'll just read the story here. Shohei Otani's decision to stay in Southern California has left Toronto Blue Jays fans heartbroken. Despite early excitement over the prospect of the Jays landing, despite early excitement over the prospect of the Jays landing the generational talent, homes were dashed as Otani signed a record-breaking 10-year, $700 million deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers on Saturday. They were the only, uh, they were the early favorites to land Otani, but some analysts had Toronto emerging as a strong contender after the Japanese star reportedly visited the Blue Jays spring training facility in Dunedin, Florida. Now, for those that don't know, 
And by the way, they were all, did we lose Moose or did you lose me? What's up? Oh, he's making an adjustment. Okay, he's fixing himself. Uh, for those that don't know, for our U.S. viewers, because anybody in Canada will know this, all of the great white north was in a tizzy, an absolute tizzy on Friday. And where this turns out erroneous report came from, I don't know that Shohei Otani was on a private jet from John Wayne Airport in just outside Anaheim, going to Toronto, where he was going to be greeted by the media and the Blue Jays in a 6 p.m. news conference Friday night with the Blue Jays to announce the signing of Shohei Otani. None of it happened. Bob Nightingale of USA Today, their MLB insider, senior writer, just did a boom. Bob's your uncle. A Hulk Hogan elbow smash on. He's like, he's at home in his living room in Anaheim. Where's this coming from? And that just quashed everything. And then 24 hours later, he signs with the Dodgers. Now, Darren is with us, they tell me. And I said to Clark uh, this morning in our morning meeting, and you, who has egg on their face the most? I named a few names and Clark, and I'm not going to name them here because I have respect for the uh, people in our business, believe it or not. I really do. But this whole, they were all wrong. Darren, you were out on your balcony looking at planes and wondering which one was Otani in Toronto. Like, did, obviously, you felt a little duped. This whole thing, I can, they were still talking about Otani this morning, just so you know, on national radio here in the U.S. as to why he chose the Angels or Dodgers versus other places. Why didn't he stay? What about Toronto? It was just, I snickered a little bit. I mean, I've had scoops wrong, but not this far wrong. This was an ostrich-sized egg <laughs> on the face of those that said he was on his way to Toronto to sign. Um, where were you uh, when you found out? And what's your take on this Otani situation? Well, after a couple hours of not seeing a plane come down, I kind of got the hint. No, <laughs> I. it was... What a day, man. Like... The social media timelines, like I, I think we were all refreshing our, our timelines every you know couple of minutes to see for a new update, who's got the latest. And we saw a lot of our friends, um, Devin Haru was one, they're camped outside of Rogers Center waiting for word of a press conference officially, you know, uh, at the airport, they're going to be on the move. Um, you know, they're tracking this flight, it's going to land at this time. And um, Meanwhile, it appears that Otani was sitting at home watching this all go down. And was it a play by the agent to say, look, let's get everybody excited about Toronto and I can scoop another 100 or $150 million out of the Dodgers? Like, it was one of the most wild days in sports. And let me tell you, yep. I, mean, I know the Raptors won a championship, but it's a pretty fragile fan base in Toronto that's been let down a lot. And this was just another instance of that. Uh, it's all their own fault. If all they got to do is listen to me, and they would be a lot less neurotic. So I don't feel sorry for any Toronto sports fans. I'm sorry for those that are watching in Ontario right now, specifically Toronto. It's, it's your own fault. You get your hopes up, and the media wags the dog, and that, 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 that's all a whole other thing. Now, from a pure outsider's perspective, it just looks to me like Otani used the Blue Jays for leverage. It's a... Um, trick as old as time in the sports free agency business as you know um i just opened the text line this is hilarious i 
from somebody in Moncton, New Brunswick, 902. His name's Brandon. That's all I'm going to... I got his last name here, too. He just writes, let me in. <laughs> you know our 902 <laughs> number is also a maritime number. He's got the wrong number. This was from... When was... It was over the weekend. Somebody locked Brandon out. Did you get... Oh, let him in, for God's for... sakes. Was that like 2 a.m.? No, no, it was 5.58 p.m. on Friday. So they were having a party in Moncton Friday night, and they weren't letting Brandon in, and he texted the wrong number. So I hope he got into the party, for the love of God. 902-518-3033. You can reach us right here, whether you got the right number or not. But should I write him? I'm not okay. We'll think about it. We'll write him back. Wilf and Steinbach, just, Manitoba. Just read this. Right. Did you get in? What? <laughs> yeah, just got this. Oh, Wilf and Steinbach, no. Manitoba, writes in. He says, uh, ridiculous contract for Otani. Wondering how much a beer and hot dog will cost at Dodger Stadium. Time for a firm salary cap in baseball. Well, yeah. I was talking to our COO this morning, Joe Gunnis. I said, we're not the baseball show per se in terms of we don't sit and talk baseball every day. People aren't rushing to join us for the baseball news, but we'll talk about the biggest stories. And I don't know who the guy was. I was listening to Fox Sports Radio Sunday morning driving around. I don't know who the host was, but he was on 640 Fox Sports South Florida talking about this and just how much is too much. I'm like, I don't know this guy's name, but he is really good. He's really good, this guy in Fox Sports right now. He said, how much is too much? They didn't think anybody would pay $22 for a hot dog. Now they are. They didn't think anybody would pay $100 to park, but now they're paying $200 to park or more. It just goes up and up and up. And he just said, as far as the Dodgers go, they have the money. They have the money. I think we all know, if you're sitting here watching this show right now, what the salary cap situations are of the various leagues, the luxury taxes and MLB baseball and as how it relates to the other leagues. And the, this host just said the Dodgers have the money. So whether this works out or not, Darren, they'll be fine. $70 million really is nothing per year to the L.A. Dodgers, which is astounding when you think about it. But is there a part of you that thinks the Blue Jays dodged a bullet here? Because, quite frankly, you know Canadian teams pay U.S. salaries. Does everybody know that? So we're looking at over a billion dollars for Shohei Otani if he'd signed in Toronto on this deal. Over a billion dollars. I think the Blue Jays dodged a bullet. You? Yeah, I agree. You know, when you think about where that money can go and what else you can do, you hope that the Jays, though, are still interested in spending. I don't know if they're going to spend $500 million on salaries over the next 10 years on, uh, you know, a couple of players. But you hope they're still interested in spending and going for it. I was thinking about this a lot on the weekend and especially on Friday when this was coming down. The NHL announced, I believe, an $87 million salary cap. Well, looking at like yeah. Major League Baseball, you know, they play twice as many games at home for twice as much revenue, but the stadiums are about two and a half times bigger. So you think about where the revenue comes in. Baseball salaries for teams are north of $200 million. It kind of makes sense. <laughs> and when you think about a salary cap, and I really want to hear what you're thinking, but when you think about a salary cap, 
you, you got to think these owners aren't just willing to just lose money every year, right? And you know that a championship, no matter what your roster is and how much you spend, is not a given. I'm laughing at the comments from the Rod Squad, of course. Um, Donald, our Navy friend, who is with us every day, and if he's not watching live, he's listening to the podcast, which is another story, but he writes, Toronto embarrassed, never gets old. I like Toronto, but we like to tease them because they need it. Uh, he's Don, our Navy friend, and it's, again, it's, you say another, I saw the people, what they put on social media, whining and poor us, and I'm like, it's your own damn fault. I guess what I laughed about the most is Reg in Winnipeg, Reg Dunlop writes in and says, so how much did Robert Herjavec sign with the Blue Jays for? Because when that plane, as we land the plane, that private plane that landed the other night that was coming from Anaheim, there was a plane coming. There was. That wasn't wrong. The question was, who's on it? I got to tell, again, for those that aren't initiated with this story, it was like the Santa Claus tracker on New Year's Eve that you used to see or still see. That, you know, that, those were the images that were being put on social media in the news following this plane. And when it landed, who got off but one of the, sh the guy from the Shark Tank, Robert Herjavec. And from the original Dragon's Den. My God, you can't make this up! And Jeff the Stamps fan. That's what I was laughing at, man. And I know Toronto, you're never ever, you're never ever going to get it. So I get where Don's coming from. Which, by the way, Don texted me on my personal phone. Navy Don. I'll never forget he brought me in to talk to the naval officers and it was great about recovery in my life story. He's just a very close friend of mine. And he goes, I'm tuning into the Army Navy game because I listen to the podcast and you got me geeked up for it. It was the 124th Army Navy game, which was boring until the 60th minute. And when it was insane in Foxborough, if you watched any of it, I listened to it on the radio on Westwood One and it was, it was all that. So thank you. I, again, he's in the Navy and Army was playing Navy. It was just an amazing weekend. So we're having some fun with all of this. I mean, Toronto, don't go away mad and don't even go away. I'm, we spent the entire first segment talking about this and I'm still not done with it, but we will move on to a couple other things. Oh, okay. Just to tee it up, roadmap. NFL here, NHL coming up, and I want to talk about the Flames. The story from Bruce Garriock from Post Media, Ottawa and TSN, saying the Flames won't deal with the Leafs and general manager Brad Treliving because the Flames' ownership's upset that Brad left and maybe the way that he left Calgary. So you're going to hurt yourself and not, does the Dorov trade didn't happen to Toronto because they don't want to deal with Brad and the Leafs. And the Tanab trade's not going to happen because they don't want to deal with Brad. I put it in my 10 things column on the weekend. If you just can't wait, if you want to know why some teams always win and some teams always lose, it's petty, childish crap like that. So I'm just telling you it's coming up. That, that's not even my real thoughts yet. And then the officiating thing from Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs thought 
They had beaten the Buffalo Bills on Sunday with one of the most unexpected and audacious of plays. Then the roar inside Arrowhead Stadium was silenced, soon turned to booze. The Bills had just taken the lead on Tyler Bass's field goal with 154 to go when Patrick Mahomes marched the Chiefs across midfield. He dropped back, spotted his favorite target, Travis Kelsey, across the middle, hit him between the numbers, and then watched the ex-high school quarterback, Kelsey, throw across the field to Kadarius Toney, who finished off the 49-yard touchdown catch. The only problem? The flag back at the line of scrimmage. Kadarius Tony of all people had lined up offside. The play came back. Mahomes proceeded to throw incomplete on three straight plays and the Bills escaped with a 20 to 17 victory Sunday in the NFL. After the game, Mahomes said, quote, it's tough to swallow. To have a flag change the outcome of the game. I've never had offensive offside called. If it does, they warn you. There wasn't a warning the entire game. Then you make a call like that in the final minute? And then Andy Reid, the coach of the Chiefs, saying the NFL should be embarrassed by that call. That's our poll question today for Key Auto Group. And by the way, at the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. Should the NFL be embarrassed by the Kadarius Tony call? I am voting yes. And we'll get Darren's vote. Don't, you don't need to bring him back on, guys. We'll get it when we come back. And everybody else's. Okay, so we got the NHL coming up. Monday night football's here in Miami tonight. Four NHL games. Raptors are on the road. We got some junior hockey results to get to. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com.
Okay, it's our brand new weekend again. I feel like I'm always saying it's game day down here in South Florida, and tonight it is 8.15 Eastern. The Miami Dolphins are home to the Tennessee Titans, one of two Monday night football games. And trust me, we haven't even gotten to the NHL story yet. How about that? Stop the presses. We've spent all our time on MLB and NFL so far. The poll question, just a refresher, should the NFL be embarrassed by the Tony offside call in the Bills-Chiefs game? His foot, by the way, we didn't even explain the call. His foot, his foot was offside. I just want to tell you that 86% of you people, the Rod Squad, are saying... No, the NFL should not be outside or uh, embarrassed. <laughs> the NFL should not be embarrassed. Jeremy says, no, Kansas City should be. From Bradley on Twitter, Patty McCrypant should shut his baby mouth. This is why he'll never be as good as Tom Brady. From Kevin Sidebottom, he says, Mahomes and Reed should be embarrassed with how they responded. And from Dwayne, offside is offside. Let's bring the moose in. Knock, knock, Moose. Knock, knock. Yeah, who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne the bathtub. I'm drowning. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I haven't even got your thoughts on the calls. Again, his foot, his foot was offside. You've seen the still shots. The, I'm sure you the screenshots of it, the replays. My take, my take is that where I come from, they give guys like a yard. I understand it was a standing start, not a waggle like we're used to with the CFL, but still, his foot? <sighs> what do you think? I don't think they made the right call. They had no business throwing a flag on that play. Um, look, I understand the viewers that say offside is offside, but that's not the same when you're a receiver like that. It's not like you jumped offside. If you jump offside and leave early, you know, and you're in motion and you move forward, even if you're a foot offside, I think that's offside. I get it. But when you're a wide receiver starting from a standing position, and I know because I played the position, you look at the referee, good, good, right? Um, and even if you don't, the referee yeah. will say, hey, 19, back, you know? Just back up, 19, back up, Tony, back up, right? Or they'll, you know, if they don't say anything, they're good because you need to have a certain number of players on the line of scrimmage. So it's important when the receiver goes there, there's no line where his foot is. It's not like the line is all the way across the field. It's different if that was the case and the ball was on it. But when you stand there and nobody says anything and you're stationary, you're good. You're good. If you're a few inches forward yes. or a few inches back, it's assumed that you're one of the players on the line of scrimmage, the seven guys on the line. So away you go, right? To call that at that moment, unless he had been given a couple of warnings throughout the game, hey, Tony, you're back up, and he has to keep moving back every time. If that wasn't happening during the game, there's no need to have a flag. But I do also at the same time, not like the way Patrick Mahomes handled it. He's talking to Josh Allen after the game, you know, in their little embrace at midfield. And he's like, BS call, shouldn't have happened. We got screwed. He's saying that to Josh Allen. I didn't like that at the same time. Uh, 
So are you saying the NFL should be embarrassed? I'm full on saying yes, they should. And now I'm, I'm one of the 14% of our Key Auto Group pollsters that are saying yes. You hear this damn bird? Yeah. Where's my BB gun? Okay, anyways. You're saying yes? You hear the bird or yes, the NFL should be embarrassed? Both. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just realized how I'm going to handle this Brandon from Moncton. I'm just going to write him back and say, did you get in? That's it. <laughs> we'll see what he says. The um, other one is Ty new, is new watching. Phone. What? <laughs> new phone. Who dis? Yeah, I did that one time. I wrote somebody, who dis? And it was like the president of an NHL team or something like that. I'm don't. I'm never talking like rapster, old, dirty bastard anymore via text to people I don't know. Uh, Ty in Montreal writes in on the Sober Carpenter text line. Sober Carpenter's home is Montreal. Brewed right in La Belle Province, Montreal. He says, hey, I'm interested in talking about Otani. I said, I wrote him back. I said, we are. He says, can I call into the show and talk some football? No. New viewer, oh, no, Moose. Right. He doesn't know the rules. Kirk in Toronto. Hey, but welcome. Bienvenue. That's welcome in French, Darren. Just how are those French classes going that you were taking? How are they going? Are you still doing them? They're, they're okay. I'm not doing them uh, any, right now. I took a little break, but I need to get back into it. Anymore. You quit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kirk in Toronto writes in and says, Otani and the Dodgers plane will land in Toronto for real in April for a two-game series. How about that? How about a World Series meeting between the Blue Jays and the Dodgers? Uh, which, by the way, Jim in Belgoni writes in and he says, the billion-dollar man, no thanks. Absolutely insane contract. Yeah, I'm... Kind of moving on from this, the more I think about it, the Blue Jays never had any chance of signing Otani. And again, this was the, not a baseball guy here, but I follow it. I'll just call myself a fan. No insider at all. But, but the insiders were saying on ESPN this morning, he's familiar with Southern California. It's a closer flight from Japan for him and his family. It's all these things. The weather, obviously. Better team, a chance to win. What the hell? Why did you ever think he was going to go to Toronto? Buffalo Bill writes in from Oklahoma. I did not tell you that Buffalo Bill has moved to Oklahoma, but now you know. And he says, greetings and no hallucinations from beautiful, sunny, two degrees, Guymon, Oklahoma. Approved. Ward in Winnipeg. Writes in and he says, hi, guys. I don't know what's funnier, the Otani watch or Mahomes losing his spit on the sidelines last night at the end of the game. Darcy in Grand Prairie, Alberta. Biggest baseball fan. He sent the receipts. He sent the receipts. He just sent a screenshot of what he texted us. In July, he goes, I wasn't far off with my 10-year, $750 million ID in July. Maybe the free Wi-Fi would have put us over the top. <laughs> Rogers was going to throw in free Wi-Fi? Is that what they were going to do? Um, so, yes, that's Darcy. I'm telling you, man, he called it. 
He very close to calling it. I guess, I don't know, did you follow Arash Madani's Instagram story over the weekend? He had a thing in there. Check the receipts. Arash wrote that. I think Arash said that this is all a bruise and it's, nothing's going to happen. And he called out all the people that were facetiously or erroneously saying that Otani was oh, on yeah. his way. Did you see? Did you, did you see it? I was watching that for sure. And for Dwayne, who texted in, unfortunately, for the uh, showcase showdown, you went over, so you're disqualified. If you had said 650, it would have been a, a, <laughs> a legal bid. But I saw the people saying, check the receipts. I also saw the one that says, if you're just seeing this, Shohei Otani made $4. He's making $2.22 per second for the next 10 years. <laughs> Darcy, Darcy is the guy in Grand Prairie with the receipts. Darcy, yeah. Oh, I gotta, I'm thinking of Barney Rubble being on a game show in the Flintstones, and I got I to gotta move on. <laughs> I, and by the way, when we got so many text messages come in, when we get too many, they slide down, and I can't get to them anymore. So I gotta, we got so many texts that have come in on this Monday. I gotta, for those that don't know, Brandon from Moncton couldn't get into the house. And he sent a misfire text here to us. Let me in. <laughs> sorry, sorry. What if it was minus 47? Because they say the Maritimes have a... Did you survive? Did you get it? Sorry, just got this. Larry, watching in Medicine Hat on Game Plus TV, says it's nice to see the Wild matched the Vikings in scoring. Well, we got to come around to the NHL. We see, I laid my pretty little head down to sleep last night and thought, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? And then I was asleep within a half a second because I know we'll always have enough to talk about. And yes, the Vikings and the Raiders engaged in the lowest scoring NFL game in 16 seasons. But to the NHL, let's just mention this. Gabriel Velarde's first goal of the season, scored at 18-18 in the third period, lifted the Winnipeg Jets to a 4-2 comeback win over the Ducks Sunday. The win boosted the Jets' win streak to four. Jonathan Quick made 25 saves against his former team in the Rangers, down the L.A. Kings 4-1. L.A.'s now lost two in a row after setting an NHL record for starting the season 11-0 on the road. Colton Sisson scored a power play goal in the first period, added another in the second and the visiting Nashville Predators hung on to edge the Montreal Canadiens 2-1 Sunday and earlier the Oilers won their seventh straight game by beating the visiting New Jersey Devils 4-1. Chicago lost 4-2 to Washington but Canabarad had two points. He's now more than a point a game. Um, can I just ask you this? There's a ton of stuff. I guess we'll move tonight's NFL games to next hour and tonight's NHL games to next hour, which is usually what we do here. Um, but I had a little reaction from Leaf fans that actually agreed with me, Darren, when I said I'd be okay if I was a Leaf fan. They turn it on enough, and that's what I saw Saturday night. I watched the game against Nashville. They didn't they didn't win it four nothing? It was two nothing when I shut shut it off. The Leafs just play as hard as they need to. I've seen a lot of teams do that. They turn it on when they have to. That's not necessarily a bad thing. No, Your it's take. not. I mean, as long as you have the ability to turn it on, um, which they seem to have that ability, but you just don't want to get caught in a spot where it's too late. You know, and, and sometimes it's tougher to turn it on when you get to the playoffs and people are checking closer 
It's tighter defensively. Goals are harder to come by. And if you're asleep, the, the penalty for getting behind in the playoffs is a lot steeper than it is in the regular season. But, yeah, they showed the ability to do that. It was 2 nothing till you know, late in the third period. They added a couple more and won comfortably 4 nothing. But, yeah, um, they can turn it on. Uh, well, and that's, I mean, I'm watching that going, this is in the bank. Nashville's not coming back. They're not that good. Um, I watched the Dallas Philly game, and to be honest, this is the stuff I wanted to talk about. I'll push it till next hour. Just, just the fun stuff. You saw on my social media and the shows, I went to Bo Camper Sports Bar. It's the second largest in terms of square footage sports bar in America, and there was it was full. Over a thousand people would be my guess. It was jammed. Wow. And I know, and fans of every team. When I came home, Serena was like, what'd you think of the $33 wings? I'm like, why have they got to pay for the, for the rent? The rent's going up. They're right on the water. Very expensive food there. But fans of every team, it was literally, it was a sensory overload. I said, you wouldn't have liked it. It was too crazy. It was like watching the Briar live, right? You're watching one game and all of a sudden you hear this. Yeah. You're like, what what I miss? Or playing yeah. bingo with the six, the six cards. Patump, patump, patump. How do you... I've never mastered it. There's nothing, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bow camper's problem. It's a me problem. You know what I mean? It was, it was just too insane. She doesn't like the loud and all that. Sensory overload. Watching the football game yesterday, and I can't really remember what my point was. Oh, I'm like, then the Panthers were playing... And I was driving down the A1A, and I got a text from our guy, Jeff, because I had pulled over to take some photos. Jeff, the hotelier, is just so beautiful in the uh, Boca Inlet. He's like, getting spicy in the third period in Columbus with your Panthers. I'm like, oh, don't, they're playing. And we got the Cowboys tonight, too. This was what I was thinking yesterday. And uh, I put that one in the bank when they went up 17-3 before halftime. Dallas Cowboys did have their way with the Eagles as we predicted they would. So, Moose, we got a lot to talk to next hour uh, when you rejoin. Okay? Enjoy the next 20 minutes. Sounds good. Refresh yourself. Okay. We're going to talk some Bills, some tie Cats, some Leafs, and whatever else Bubba O'Neill has on his mind on, from CHCH TV in Hamilton when we come back. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late.
We can say officially that it's game night here in South Florida. The Dolphins on to the Tennessee Titans. One of two Monday night football games. The other takes place in uh, New York at the Meadowlands. Giants home to Green Bay. My guy Chris Sanford from the Bronx just texted me and saying that, uh, in fact, he's got a Tommy DeVito cut chicken sandwich on the, that the Giants are going to win tonight. I always love when you buy me chicken, Chris. So let, you're on. Raptors at the Knickerbockers tonight in four NHL games. But we always enjoy when Bubba O'Neill joins us from CACH. Let's bring the big dog in. Bill's guy, Bill's guy, right, Bubba? Before we talk tie cats and Leafs, if we have enough time, your take, please, yep. on the penalty, the decision, if you will, by the officials taking that um, Kadarius Tony touchdown off the board. What's your take on that? Bill's escape with a 2017 win at KC. Well, Brad, both of you and I have called CFL games. And I think if you were in a situation where you were that wide side X receiver so far out that you could not see, Tony was seven yards away from the football. So if you can't line up seven yards away from the football and not recognize where the neutral zone is, and I know it's maybe a little easier in the CFL where you're a yard off, but there is the waggle. Come on now. Like, I mean, the referees are going to call stuff like that. Like, I mean, especially in the dying moments of a football game. So, yeah, of course, uh, Mahomes could lose his mind and say that in eight years of playing professional football, you've never had that call against you. But, again, the rules are the rules. Uh, and, yeah, sometimes, as you, you and I both well know, sometimes the sideline guys say, hey, step back a little bit. But at the end of the day, you've got to know how to line up perfectly and I know I'm a Bills speaking as a Bills fan, but you got to know what you're doing <laughs> yes. there. And, right? You're putting yourself, you put your team in jeopardy. Wonderful play. I mean, amazing creativity from Kelsey. All kinds of drama. But at the end of the day, there was an infraction on the play. What would you have said had they not made the touchdown stands, Chiefs win? Would you have even noticed? Would the Bills have said anything, do you think? I'm going to be honest with you. I guess I don't know if it's my trained eye, but when I saw that, I mean, I, I, as a guy that played offensive line at a much lower level of football, there are little things that I kind of watch maybe that the general public don't watch. Yeah. Uh, when, we're, when we're sitting up at Tim Hortons Field watching the game, uh, I'm, I'm identifying if a, if a wide receiver off the waggle is, you know, a yard off offside. Those are things that I think maybe the, the general public don't watch. So I kind of do. So I kind of thought the way he was lined up, again, because he was so tight to the line of scrimmage and to football that I was like, he's offside. Like, he, it, it was that obvious. And I think if you go back and look at one in the general, that identifiable, that you're like, whoa, he's dangerously close. Like, he's not where you're supposed to be. So, uh, hey, that's just the way it goes. I mean, uh, for once, the referee made a correct call. <laughs> Can we leave it at that? No. <laughs> you and I can, but nobody else is. This ain't this ain't going away. This ain't going away. And right. I'm gonna tell the world this. This is why I was never comfortable analyzing football. It was stressful for me because I never played the game. Wonderful analysis by you. You played it. I see things hockey because I coached, played, and refed hockey. Right? That's why I'm not interested right. in going back to football. It was stressful for 20 years. I get what you're saying, and I appreciate that. But can I just ask you this? The state of NFL officiating right now, no matter what you and I think, it's still under fire. You know, 
Does you it know, need to I be better or is it overblown? Rod, I have a lot of friends, including the most recently uh, retired Dave Foxcroft from the Canadian Football League. I have a lot of friends that uh, are officials of various sports, and I realize it's a hard job, right? It is, and especially basketball, when you have these seven-foot monsters running up and down the court at incredible speeds, and you're expected to call a block charge. Um, You know, some of the Hmm. calls in, in baseball, hockey, Hockey so fast, as you well know, the athletes are massive on this 200-foot size rink. And in football, the same thing, too. But I will say this, Rod, the officiating, at least in the National Football League, needs a serious review. Week after week after week, we are spending time talking about a missed call, a blown call, something that should have been called. It's taking, it's, I mean, we will never not stop, stop watching the National Football League. I would be a complete fool to say that. But week after week, it's becoming too much of a discussion as compared to some of the athletic, incredible stuff that we're seeing on the field from these athletes every single weekend. I mean, and hey, and Mahomes had a right to talk about it. The the miss pass interference call the week before against Green Bay. That was a huge, a huge miss call. So I don't know. Look, people smarter than me have to make these decisions. Do maybe you add the eye in the sky that's automatic. Maybe you add an extra official on the field. But the traditional style of officiating, at least in the National Football League, needs a serious review, Rod, because we're spending too much time talking about it. And these games have been just tremendous. Let's be honest. Every week, upsets. The 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 parity in the National Football League in both the NFC and AFC for teams to even win their division. It's incredible. But again, we keep talking about officials. And that's why we're talking about it today. And it was, you know, a few weeks ago, I said, I'm tired of it. NHL, NFL, you name it. It's not going away. It's all I see. We got to talk about what people are talking about, Bubba. And that's why we are here today. For sure. Now, having said all that, you are in Hamilton, and there were rumors that Orlando Steinauer was going to go upstairs with the with the uh, Tie Cats, and that's what happened. They've hired Scott Milanovic as head coach and moved Ed Hervey into the GM role. Number one, did you see it coming? Number two, are these good moves? There's no doubt that at the end of the season, I knew something was going to happen. I mean, there was no way after back-to-back eight and ten seasons out in the first round, both in Montreal, that it was going to end up that that we were going to just return the way it was. I'll tell you this, though. At the end of the season meeting with the media, with Coach Orlando Steinauer and, of course, the players, as you know, they call it the day everyone fills their garbage bags and departs the locker room, I was left with the feeling that Coach has a passion for coaching, loves to coach, loves his relationships with the athletes. And I'll tell you, for a man, for all the issues that there might have been on the field, not behind the scenes, that the players really, really relate with Orlando. And I don't think that has to do with because he was playing. I know it does have a lot to do with his personality. So I thought if there was ever going to be a change, Rod, somehow that they would take the, the the president role from him and that he would continue to coach. So him going to the front, to, to the top, you know, maintaining that level uh, of his role as being a president and, and surrendering the head coaching job, maybe it made a lot of sense because you had a guy like Scott Milanovic there ready to go. But I really was surprised because at the, I think at, at the heart of his soul, he's a coach. 
I guess you have to sometimes recognize that what you do um, is for the better, the good of the team. And I think that's what's happened there. But yes, to your original question, something had to be done. And I think everyone in this town knew something was going to be done. I mean, we, I mean, we start, it all started with the, the Tommy Condell. At some point, you had to let him go. You bring in Milanovic. This is the succession program that I thought maybe that he would join in, that one day he would be the head coach. Great stuff, man. Tremendous football chat. Bubba, happy holidays, my dude. Keep in touch. Let's yes. do it again in the new year. We'll talk Leafs then. It looks forward to it. Uh, the Leafs. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. <laughs> Clint Bubba O'Neill joining us from CHCH. He's always entertaining. Always entertaining. We'll be right back with a sports update and audience takeover. Jeff Reinbold coming your way in hour two. You're loving today, Hamilton, aren't you? We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, the RP show continues. We got a lot going on. Do we ever? And that's fantastic. I guess we'll move in hour two to talk about tonight's games, or we'll stay talking about what happened coming out of the weekend. <clears throat> it's up to you. I'll get. I'll do a quick sports update here. Igor Sidorov's goal at 19:55 of the first period stood up the, as the winner as the Saskatoon Blades edged the Calgary Hitmen 2-1 in the Dub Sunday. In Everett, James Steffen scored three second period goals and the visiting Portland Winterhawks beat the hometown Silvertips 6-3. And in Spokane, Washington, the visiting Wenatchee Wild scored three third period goals in less than two and a half minutes to erase a 3-1 deficit and beat the Spokane Chiefs 4-3. Sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca and for landmark cinemas in theaters now, Silent Night. From legendary director John Woo and the producer of John Wick comes this gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve. Silent Night redefines the action genre with visceral thrill-a-minute storytelling. Uh, and what it, this doesn't tell you, but I can because I went to it. 
on the weekend is that uh, there's not a line spoken the whole movie. How about that double entendre of Silent Night? I went to it. And I'll give it one and a half thumbs up from the Monday morning goalie. It's very violent. A lot of the old fogies were upset that we're there. I was the youngest person by 20 years in the theater. They said it was a little too violent. I'm like, well, they kind of told you going in that it's going to be. I, I always like going to the movies. Unless it's a really bad movie, I'll give it some sort of positive review. Or Oppenheimer that's three hours long. I was thinking about that. It's still showing here at the Cinemark in Boca. And I'm like, it's three hours long. You'd need a month to watch it. It needs a half time. I don't know. I feel like the three-hour movie is disrespectful of my time. I walked out of Oppenheimer at Landmark Cinemas in Calgary. Psst, don't tell anybody. David is watching in Winnipeg. And he says, I'm watching again on Game Plus TV. What do you think of the Strom knee-on-knee penalty on Kyle Connor? Dirty slash suspendable? Well, I, I, you're just asking. I mean, what do they call it? It's not just me. They call it the wheel of justice. Throw a dart. Is he going to be suspended? I don't know. It looks like something that happened, has happened a million times. Very incidental. They're coming at each other high speed. Shins clicked. Uh, was it dirty? Not intentional, but I mean, what the hell do I know? I thought they hit on Dylan Larkin and the Detroit game on Saturday was dirty against Ottawa. Kevin Bieksa didn't. Have we heard about that? Any supplementary discipline there? David Perron? Yeah, from Perron. Oh, that hearing's today, right? <clears throat> that hearing's today. Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba, regarding the offside. He says, Rod and Moose, that call was made before the play was executed. How many goal line offsides were called with a finger over the line? No warnings needed. You gotta, I, I'm not clear on what you're saying. Are you saying that he should have been given leeway or shouldn't have been given leeway? I'm not sure, Wilf. Please clarify next hour. Brian in Hudson's Bay says Patrick Mahomes appears to be a great guy as long as everything's going his way, but a big baby when things don't go his way. Yeah, that would be rare in football, right? Dion's watching in Moosam and Sask, and he says rules are rules, but apparently the NFL can't see what pass interference is. Selective viewing, IRF hockey and IRF football. The rule book is in the shredder. Boom. None of it makes sense, and that's why I didn't like talking about the knee hit from Strom, because who knows what they're going to talk about, or call. We'll talk about it more after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio.